the show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom, but I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Oh, yes, we are here for you. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, mothers of the universe. I am Jenny, and this is Channel Mom, where we encourage moms because you guys are amazing. Your value is so big in this world, and I just want you to know that. All right. I always like to start with a question. Has anxiety gone way up in your household over the last year? Do you find that your kids are feeling more anxious, more stressed, more worried, and then maybe you are too? The experts say that the pandemic has definitely caused both adults and children to feel more anxious. Not a surprise. What might be a surprise to you is that you do not have to feel like this. Our counselor for moms, Jamie Kirkbride, back in the house. She was with us last week. She's with us again. She's going to teach us how to help both ourselves and our kids calm those anxious hearts. So stick around, ladies and men and kids. That's all coming up on Channel Mom in just one minute. How about having some good old-fashioned fun with your family? Just drive up to the mountains and spend a day at Idra Haji, one of Colorado's oldest Christian camps, where you can choose from over 20 activity packages, including horseback rides, climbing, archery, and more, to create the family adventure that's just right for you. Best of all, you'll enjoy biblical teaching designed to strengthen your family's faith. Idra Haji is implementing COVID prevention best practices. So schedule your adventure today at idrahaji.org. That's I-D-R-A-H-A-J-E.org. Moms are a big deal, but sometimes the world forgets. That's why Channel Mom Media and Outreach is here. We exist to love, coach, and encourage every mom, whether she's struggling with parenting, single motherhood, homelessness, or locked in prison. On the radio and social media, Channel Mom works to remind each mom of her importance and give her the latest and best advice. We also reach out to moms with our hands and feet, helping homeless and incarcerated moms, as well as moms in the country and mothers in the city. You can join our work by praying for us, volunteering, or giving at ChannelMom.com. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, welcome back. I hope you joined us for a reason today. I really do. I, I my, That's my prayer always is that the moms and some dads who tune in just need what we have to say in the show today, that it's specifically for you, that you literally say that. You know, oh my goodness, I needed that today. I, you know, I can't believe it was made for me. Uh, I always love to welcome our friends from around the country who listen. We're so grateful to have you on board in Omaha and Lincoln, Nebraska, also Oklahoma and Texas, Little Rock, Kansas, Colorado Springs, Idaho, and right here in Denver. Grateful for our faithful followers here in Denver. You know, you heard about Idra Haji in the advertising time and talking about activities that you can do at Idra Haji. I, I have a question for you. Do you have a young adult in your home that needs a summertime job? We've got something for you. It's working at Camp Idra Haji. It's an exciting opportunity for a young person to earn competitive summer wages while growing in their faith. 
which is just a great bonus. Also making new friends and furthering their impact on the kingdom of God by pointing campers to Christ. This year, more than ever, Hydrahaji needs your creative help to find qualified summer staff. Due to COVID restrictions, their ability to recruit on college campuses has been limited. So the staff that they need will come from personal networks like us here at Channel Mom and friends that you have as you spread the word. So please help spread the word about Idrahaji employment. For young people, go to idrahaji.org to apply. All right, sometimes I feel like an old lady when I say things like young people. I just want you to know that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm so excited to have our friend Jamie Kirkbride in the house. She is going to help us to deal with the huge spikes in anxiety that we see in our kids, that we see in ourselves, that we see in our spouses, and in our households. Because we got to deal with it. We can't just let this go on. Um, and I'm so grateful that she's going to give us some tools today to deal with it, how to get past anxiety, because we really can. We don't have to accept it. I, I do always like to pick songs, little soundtracks for what goes with our interview for the day. And man, did I find a good song. you got to listen to this word, the words of this song by Sarah Reeves. Here we go. Pressure building, body shaking, I can't take it, I can't take it, feel the tension, pushing, pulling, I can't fight it, I can't fight it, I don't want to live my life like this, anxious, I got a lot of good in me to What a song. Wow. I mean, it's like she knew we were going to do this interview today. Right. Really well done. Sarah Reeves, the song's called Anxious, if you want to look it up. Here's the deal. Anxiety levels have skyrocketed. And I don't want to add to the alarm that's already been out there because of COVID. I don't want to make you have one more thing to be worried about and be anxious about. But the the numbers have gone up, according to most experts. I found one um, kind of statistic online that said back in January of 2019... Uh, people's symptoms of anxiety and depressive disorder, 11% of adults in America were showing those symptoms of anxiety and depressive disorder. As of December 2020, that number was up to 42%. Right. It went from 11% to 42% anxiety and depression after COVID and all that we've been through. And it's not just COVID. I like to say the pandemic has been our response to the pandemic. All the things that have gone on, all the cancellations and and the isolations and and all the rules. And that has caused huge problems as well. So you're here today to help us this with I'm looking I'm just going to sit back and take all your information in because I need it too I want it for my children I see this impacting my kids I mean my kids are both technically adults now a 22 year old and an 18 year old you have children that range from the ages of 6 to 24 right. so you're a real expert on this well I don't know I just see a lot <laughs> but but you and I both uh, w- within ourselves and within our friend groups have seen kids mm-hmm. who who are becoming suicidal kids who just say I, I, I don't know where to turn I don't know I, I feel like going to bed I, I mean my, my daughter 
you know, feels like her whole life has been thrown into a tailspin because, you know, her prom was canceled. She can't do the, her volleyball season was canceled. She, right. She's now doing volleyball in the spring. But, you know, I just and those sound like minor things. But for kids, that's their world right. when all that stuff goes away. So so have at it. What do you want to tell us about anxiety and how to get over it? But, you know, I think, first of all, it's important for us to understand what anxiety is. Anxiety is actually our body's natural response to stress. Okay. And it's intended to be kind of that internal alarm that can motivate us or it can protect us, cause us to seek safety or avoid danger. Mm-hmm. The problem is that there's so many things that affect that and set that off and that that internal alarm can almost, in a sense, get stuck or malfunction. And so it basically causes us to live in this consistent state of fight, flight, or freeze. And those are typically the responses you see with anxiety. And anxiety can be impacted by so many different things. It can be stress. It can be lack of sleep. It can be hormones. It can be trauma, life experiences, and so much more. Sounds like I just explained the mother's life, right? Right, right. I mean, seriously, this is why so many women, especially, are impacted by anxiety. And there are statistically more women experiencing this anxiety than there are men. And by and large, a lot of people are not seeking treatment. And that's the difficulty of it, is that they're living with these things that really can be helped. Well, and I think it doesn't just have to be medication. So if you're somebody that says, I don't want to be on a bunch of pills. Uh, However, medication does help. I'm not discounting that. But there are all kinds of ways to get help. And, yeah. and, and I think people, part of the reason I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong about this, that people don't get help is it means admitting that they've got a problem. It means admitting right. I'm feeling truly depressed and anxious and I don't know what to do about it. Right. Well, and I think it makes us face things that feel too big. Yeah. You know, I, Jenny, I wish I could sit here and say, well, you know, this is what I've studied in school. Unfortunately, this has been one of my own personal journeys, walking through anxiety and severe anxiety in my life, helping some of my children deal with anxiety in their life. And I see how sometimes my anxiety attacks my mothering. Yeah. And that's what I think is really hard. And, you know, in my opinion, a good counselor always has a counselor. Because everybody has issues. And this is something that I've actually talked about with my own counselor is how does my anxiety impact the way that I parent my children? And this last year especially, it was really big for me. I really had to stop and I had to see, you know, in what ways am I modeling how I handle my own anxiety? And are these healthy ways or do I need to change that? Do I need to approach it differently? Yeah, I just read an article today in preparation for this show that was talking about how your children are watching your response to determine how they should respond. And if you're super anxious right now, uh, as we, you know, kind of respond to COVID still, it's, you know, not completely over. They're watching your response to to determine how they should respond. That's right. And, you know, I think we can feel anxiety in maybe three main areas. We can kind of think of it in our mind. Maybe it's negative thoughts, racing thoughts, perhaps even intrusive thoughts, maybe obsessing, showing worry or dread, trouble concentrating, irritability, or even forgetfulness. Or worst case scenario thoughts. That's a problem for me. And you're not alone in the anxiety thing. You and I are both on that trail. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, and I've d- dealt with fear and anxiety for many years, and God is helping me with it. Right. But it is baby steps, girl. And I, I, I my right. guess is you'd say the same thing. Oh, yeah. And I think a lot of moms are where we're at. But yes, those That's those right. worst case scenario thoughts and the racing thoughts mm-hmm. and what if this happens and what if the, all the what ifs and right. yeah. Okay, and so, so I that's think that's in the how mind. it happens in our mind. I think it can also happen with our body. 
we can feel sensations that can alert us this is anxiety. What might those be? Racing heart, perhaps feeling sweaty, um, a loss of appetite, trouble breathing, insomnia or trouble staying asleep or falling asleep, stomach aches, headaches, a tightness in your chest or in your throat. Um, perhaps for some people, even panic attacks or fainting spells. And I think, is it fair to say, I'm not a medical doctor, but I think that stress and anxiety can manifest, and I think it's the reason for half of our diseases, hence the name dis-ease. Um, it's dis-ease within our right. body. But I feel like there are days I feel like, you know, dizzy or tired or whatever, and I think, I think stress is causing this. So often, right. just all these manifestations are blamable on stress. And I think that's why looking at these body sensations and and realizing that can help you think, wow, maybe this is me. You know, perhaps you haven't really even termed yourself as a person struggling with anxiety. Oftentimes, people that are having anxiety end up in the ER because they think it's a heart attack. Oh. And it could actually be anxiety or panic attacks, something along those lines. So, so you're, I really you're trying to help think, people to understand in right. their mind and in their physical being right. what anxiety looks like. Yeah, you know, because I think, Jenny, there's almost the stigma that when you start talking about anxiety, people take this step back. Oh, well, that's not me. I don't struggle with anxiety. And I think many more of us actually do, but it's a hard thing to embrace. It's a hard thing to admit. It's a hard thing to seek help for. I, I think the last way we can talk about it or think about it is in our actions or behaviors. So what might that look like? Checking and rechecking things, maybe avoiding certain people, certain places, certain situations. It could be a hypervigilance, being afraid that something is going to happen or just kind of always being on guard. Um, needing constant reassurance, acting over cautious, being extra careful or vigilant of danger, and withdrawal from activities or just choosing to stay at home to avoid not feeling anxious. Yeah, yeah. And it, it causes us, and then I want you to go a- along with your tips to help every mom to help herself and her child to get past this. But but the thing that I, I keep telling myself, and you probably do the same thing, when I am in, in a very fe- fearful place, I realize how it stops life. You know, God says we can we can speak life or we can speak death into into our lives. Um, we can choose life or we can choose death. And I think on a daily basis, when I choose fear, I'm choosing darkness. I'm choosing to believe the worst. I'm choosing to turn away from hope. I'm cho- choosing to turn away from light. I'm choosing a way to turn away from God's peace that He provides me. And and constantly, I can hear the Holy Spirit whispering to me, "Don't be afraid, child. You you are well. You are okay." Mm-hmm. I I you know He's constantly reassuring me. And and I will reject that in favor of the fearful thought. And I think I do not want to live a life, even if God takes me tomorrow to go to heaven. I want my last breath to be one of life and hope and peace and joy before I leave this planet for the sake of my kids. Because that's not living. If you're constantly terrified and worried and fearful, Mm -hmm. God wants us to live and trust and and, and be hopeful. So I just had to say that. And there's truly so much that we have no control over. Yeah. So it's kind of a wasted energy. It is a wasted energy. Because there's so many things we can't control, so many things we can't make happen or keep from happening that it, it is kind of a wasted energy. I think and sometimes so we, we use it for so much more. I think sometimes you tell me if you do the same thing. I will sometimes worry or fear because I think that will stop it. Like if I just anticipate oh, yeah. it, 
oh, yeah. then, and, and I, then I pray over it and I anticipate it and I pray over that mm-hmm. I'm going to be able to stop it or whatever it is. And, right. and by the way, 98% of the things I fear for have never come true. Probably 99%. Right. So, so, but I think we imagine that we have control when we worry, mm-hmm. but right. you're right. It's wasted. Well, and if you can do certain things that it might not happen or if it yeah. happened, then you wouldn't feel a certain thing. You're going to feel something when things happen anyway. So yeah. you can't really control everything. Yeah. And so I think there is some area of control that is hit off with this anxiety and maybe the wish or the hope or the desire that we can control more than what we really can. Yeah. And so I, I really like to go back to the verse, first Peter five, seven, cast all your anxiety on him for he cares for you. And I like that because it's not just trying to say to us, just put it away. It doesn't matter. Or it's not real. It is real. We Mm -hmm. feel it. But God's willing to take that for us Mm -hmm. and not just a little piece of it. This says cast all your anxiety on him. So as we talk through these tips, I, I don't want to offer tips that pull us anywhere other than our first source has to be God. Mm-hmm. And Amen. truly, that is where we find the real help. So when we cast all of that anxiety on him, I really want to offer these four tips that have the little helpful acronym of CALM, which is the opposite of anxiety. We want to feel calm. So that is it. We're going to go through CALM, the C, the A, the L, and the M. So get ready for this because it can help you and your children. Right. So go ahead. You bet. First of all, C, collect your thoughts. What are you thinking, feeling, and doing? And I think that's really important because it causes us to slow down. Anxiety kind of causes us this stir, almost this busyness or a sense of chaos. And I think we have to take that step back from that and just truly collect what am I thinking? What am I feeling? What am I doing? And in that way, you can be assessing, is this mind, body, or behavior? The things that we just talked about. Yeah. The A is assess the situation. How is this honestly affecting my life? Or what experiences have contributed to what I'm feeling now? And I think that this has been one of the really helpful things that I've gained in my own personal counseling is that sometimes we're too close to the forest to see the trees. Mm -hmm. But when we can sit in front of somebody and we can say, gosh, this is what I was feeling and I was so anxious and I was so worried and having somebody else say, well, have you felt like that at other times in your life? Or, well, no wonder you feel that way. You told me a few weeks ago about X happening. And look how that relates to what you're feeling now. Or just childhood stuff. Absolutely. I mean, we drag so much of the feelings that we had in childhood from the experiences we had in childhood. And That's we don't right. even realize that sometimes when we're feeling fear and worry, it's probably irrational. Right. But it comes from a feeling that we had a long time ago. Right. You know, I had this fear about my kids getting on the school bus on snowy days. And for the longest time, I couldn't figure out why it felt so big to me. And I would try to rationalize with myself. There are millions of kids riding buses every day. They go, they come, they're safe, they're fine. But when I had somebody else sitting across from me, hearing me talk about the fact that I had been in two bus accidents, gosh, you know what? That kind of sheds some light on why you might feel anxiety because something that really doesn't happen to many people had happened to me not just once but twice. And so I think sometimes it helps us frame where does the anxiety come from in order to deconstruct it and form something healthier. 
that it's not truth. Just right. just based on the fact that we had a previous experience, previous experience, doesn't mean we're going to have it again, or and, our kids are. And the fact that it happened twice was very, very odd. You'd have yeah. to look far and wide to find somebody who had had that happen twice. So I the know. chances that your kids are going to experience the same is even less, you know. Yeah. But having somebody walk through some of that from the outside can be really helpful. I just want to say that's a big deal, Jamie. Well, I, thank, I, I'm thank not you, trying Jamie. to make light of it, but <laughs> it uh, was a big two deal. accidents, that's like a Guinness thing or something. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> L is to learn new ways. And I think that for some, that might be getting professional help to sort through your thoughts, your feelings, your experiences, and in essence, to kind of train your brain to do it differently. Oh, so hard. Train your brain and to make those new connections, to learn how to stop the anxious thoughts and to figure out how do I move ahead from this? So I've had this insight. What now? Yeah. And I, you know, for some that can be done with a friend, for some that might be done with a spouse, for others, you really do need to seek that professional that can sit across from you and really help you figure out what's happening. That we've gotten to CAL and COM. Do you really believe, really, as a counselor, that people can learn new methods for dealing with old habits? Because Absolutely. sometimes I think, I am never going to get over fear. <laughs> I'm, I'm being serious because Absolutely. it's been a lifelong pattern for me. Absolutely. But uh, first of all, I believe with God, I can get over fear. With God, all things are possible. That's Amen. how I can say a certain possible yes. And then second of all, that's how our brain works. It it takes work, Uh but it happens. It's called forming new neural pathways. You know, what happens happens because our brain has done it that way so many times. What we have to do is stop it and form new pathways that are healthy that help us. And we literally stop the thought. We literally can say no out loud to the thought or or say I'm stopping this thought or I don't believe this thought. We literally can stop it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So what's the M in calm? M is to maintain those healthy habits. Whether it's self-care, whether it's knowing your pitfalls, what trips me up, uh, asking for practical help, making adjustments, and even accountability is so key as you talk about learning new things. Can we really do it different? Yes, but I really feel like the accountability has to be in place. So find somebody to say, okay, I'm trying this new way of dealing with my fear and my worry. Right. And, and, and then bounce it off them and, say, and right. they'll say, how did you do this week? Or what did you do this week? Right? Absolutely. But, Jenny, I, I know it sounds crazy, but I had this fear as my kids would leave the yard that if I wasn't waving and something happened to them, I would feel forever guilty. Yeah. You know, we, I have irrational fears like but that But to too. have to go back to counseling the next week and be like, okay, this week, three days, I didn't go wave at the window. And guess what? My kids went to school, came home, and everybody's okay. That's you know, such that a great step practice. of accountability. And it sounds silly, but for somebody who gets stuck in this kind of anxiety, it can be debilitating. Yes, it can. And not only is it debilitating for us, Jenny, but this is what we can model. You know, I take my son in and, and we deal with some issues with his anxiety. Our brains are very similar. And yeah. he's watching and he's learning from me. And I feel like I sort of passed my fear on to one child and not the other. I'm just going to, I'm just going to admit <laughs> Selectively. that. Selectively. Yeah. Well, I, and, and maybe I, I, honestly, I think I had a little more Jesus when the second one came along. <laughs> so I was better at, at being calm, but we've talked about calm and, and a lot of this is for the mama. I, I think about this last year for the kiddos and, and I've watched my daughter just despair at how life has changed, how she's isolated. Now she does get to go to school because she's in a rural school district and you're in a rural school district. Right. So your kids. And so I'm so grateful for that. 
But with kids, actually, and we're going to be honest here, I just went to look up the COVID statistics for children. Right. And, and for children, it is almost imperceptible. Mm-hmm. It's somewhere between 0% and 1%, but much closer to 0% in, in terms of the death rate for children with COVID. And that goes up to like 18, I think. And, and so children really aren't very threatened by COVID, but they've been very threatened by our response to COVID. And they're mm-hmm. lonely and they're depressed and they're suicidal. And they're scared and, and they're, they're going to an- get sick or they're yes. going to get scared somebody they know is going to get sick. And they're anxious. And so what can a mama do for her children that are just bereft and depressed and, and anxious and suicidal? All those things. Like, what can we do? I think first and foremost, pray. We pray. We pray with them. We pray for them. Yeah. Second of all, I think we talk. We open up those conversations to hear their thoughts. I've been so surprised at what some of my own kids have said. You know, our little six-year-old just crying tears. You know, I'm so scared. I'm so scared. I don't think I'm sick. But what if I'm sick? You know, uh, there's things going on in their mind that we don't know unless we open those conversations. You know, Jenny, even with little ones, draw some pictures. They don't, they may not have words to articulate, but they might be able to draw what it is that they're afraid of. What if they were to draw what they think the COVID bug looks like, you know, and start those conversations that can kind of, you know, Break that down and just instill in them some sense of assurance, yeah. some sense of calm. Kind of defang it. Like right. Take the, fa- take the fangs away. Right. All right. So this has been extremely helpful, and I hope that acronym, CALM, say the, all the words again. You bet. Collect your thoughts. A, assess the situation. L, learn new ways. And M, maintain those healthy habits. Awesome. How do, If they want more resources, because you've got them on your website, free resources, how do they find you and your website and get help? You bet. Parentingwithpersonality.com online, Parenting with Personality on Facebook and Instagram. And every once in a while, you can look up Personality Mom on Twitter. Everyone, I'm like you. I, I don't like I'm to tweet a lot. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, parentingwithpersonality.com. It's Jamie Kirkbride, our counselor for moms. Thank you so much for being on you Channel bet. Mom today. Okay. All right. I hope that was a help to you. I know that so many millions of people, mamas and kiddos, are dealing with anxiety. And I want us to get past it and overcome and trust God and be full of hope and be a help to other people because we've let go of fear. So I hope that was a help to you today. This is the time in the show I thank you. You know, I feel like moms sometimes feel so unthanked and unappreciated and overlooked and disrespected. So I am here to say, man, what you do is important. You're raising that next generation. So thank you for all the work you put in, the sacrifice you put in, even when people don't notice. God bless you for raising up that next generation. If you need help from us, look for us at channelmom.com, all kinds of outreaches. You can email us at channelmom at gmail. We'd love to help you however we can. Listen to our shows. Tell other folks about it. We love our podcast listeners. Thank you, podcast listeners. You can catch the radio show via podcast the following week always, so we're grateful for that. And you can always give to us and pray for us. If you want to support us, please do that. Go to channelmom.com and just push that donation button. All right, you guys, people on spring break, people kind of trying to crawl out of those caves. I hope uh, you're, you're well and you're doing well. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to Channel Mom. If you enjoy what you hear on Channel Mom Radio, and if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families, then why don't you come alongside the efforts of Channel Mom? We'd like to offer you our partner package today. We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms, as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. 
We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America. But Channel Mom aims to stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms. We depend on our donors to help us, to put this show on the air, and to do outreach for mothers on the ground, supporting them in their parenting, marriages, addiction issues, and more. So become a Channel Mom partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click on Give to CM, and you'll see our Donate button there. From the moms at Channel Mom, thank you. And may God bless each mom and her family. 